Welcome, travelers. This is Beautiful Flying Radio. I'm in six months in Syria, but see, I, I killed this guy. Anyway, I ended up in prison in Syria for doing that. This guy was a lieutenant a colonel. He had just been advanced in rank, and he and his buddy were celebrating. And they were walking alongside the road, and I come up, and bam. There are two uh, German hippies in that prison. And they were in there for a long period of time because the, the Syrians caught them with dope. I think they were probably doing hash. And uh, yeah, it's a real no-no in the East, Middle East. And they, because I can speak German and a little bit of French, and, and they spoke a little bit of English. And so we got along great. And they were important because they kept a lot away from me that might have happened. I also was found it a fascinating place, even though I was continually worried about my life. One, they thought that I was an agent sent by the states to do this guy in. So I was under heavy suspicion. A pair of golden orioles sings in the bright green willows. A line of white egrets crosses the clear blue sky. The window frames the western mountains. White with the snows of a thousand years. Anchored to the pylons are boats 3,000 miles from home. This isn't the poem that I thought I was reading. And I just wrote a song recently called For Us to Seek Her. And it's about how it gets really lonely in small spaces. It also gets lonely when you're in crowds. If your person sometimes doesn't relate really well to people. (laughs) And the, the last part of this is that I'll speak for myself. I really have a longing to connect with the earth, to have my bare feet on the ground and to do things in respect of the planet that I live on and the spirit of that. What's the essence of this? Yeah, I, I think about the world often before humans existed. 
And I think about the future when humans won't exist any longer and how theirs is going to be fine. <laughs> so I wrote this. I was thinking about going backwards in time. If we were to turn around to watch ourselves in the infinite mirror, what would our eyes tell us that we see? Where would the light come from behind our heart? What would it steer us? Would we ramble into a time of no light where the stars provided the way? Would we hover over mountains yet to crumble by time? Would we hear echoes of wild beasts through canyons yet dug by the rivers of ancient days? Would we see the sea before the green, before the brown, the oil before the goo? Would we see the plains before the farm, before the town, before the buffalo, before the trade route? Would we slink about in caves of magic existing long before drawing? Would we scamper along ridges, millennia, chips and daggers? Would we watch the firstborn of all living things? The plants, the fish, all the flying birds who sing. Would we traverse the sky filled with nothing but air? Would we remember what is to come for up there? If we remember all is for a reason, though we know not now. If we are to go backward, maybe when there were no seasons, no human to adore the falling leaves, and to the mother they bowed. Would we know the weight, the price upon our plate? Would we change the choices that we make? If we were to turn around, watch ourselves in the mirror, would our eyes close not to see? Or would we choose in love to be more closely near her. city of millions except for that one uh, good smelling joint <laughs> thrown by a passing stranger into my illuminated guitar case pegasus rearing back on hind legs pawing at the moons of uh, jupiter and saturn and the tinkling of change and the near silent feathering of bills uh, yeah mostly ones fives tens occasional 20 an avalanche of change so many coins 
Uh, so many that I purchased a mechanical counting machine. And then every night at home, uh, I was in this cramped street-level storage closet in a brownstone in the, in the, uh, you know, the real fancy part of Brooklyn. And uh, it would ching and wish and whir like late at night, <laughs> like yeah. And uh, you know, and man, I knew that tune by heart. It was like the tinkling of dimes, the plink of nickels, the thunk of quarters, uh, pennies ring like wind chimes, and and then the crisp ruffles of bills was a swoop of swallows leaping to the wing. And then every so often, there's an unharmonious plock or like a feathery toof uh, in the reject bin. Well, that's Canadians. So I decided to take the night off and, and go smoke that stinky joint and walk around the village and, you know, just see what happened. I'm all alone in a city of millions. I had a couple of puffs and I could, I could tell that things were about to become uh, extraordinary uh, because time slowed and the passing people slowed and it was night in the city and this electric glow became like liquid starlight, a trail of, uh, it, feel like, it felt like a trail of coincidence and sort of intuitive urge was coalescing before me, uh, kind of like uh, runway landing lights and leading me somewhere I didn't quite know where, but I walked through the East Village you know, past the old uh, Tower Records and over there down Great Jones Street. And just heading east, it was one of my usual tracks. And a couple of quick turns, you know, blur of serpentine traffic and the headlights. Man, the headlights were like dust on a butterfly's wings. And then uh, I could feel like the thrum of the city in my chest. It was like I was gliding on the gears of some enormous mechanical clock and then on Houston Street the, these uh, psychic sort of landing lights converged on a point just east of Avenue A in the middle of the block in front of a it was a nondescript apartment building except there was this big statue of Lenin you know the Russian Lenin <laughs> looking out and uh, <laughs> uh, well I, I started to like really like pick up the details from the from the sidewalk and there's uh, recycled ground glass and all the sidewalks and streets in New York City so it just it, it was like pulsing with this glittery glow I felt like a I was standing on top of a peacock that was riding on top of a some kind of a mystical turtle or something. It, it was really trippy. And as I stood on the curb of Houston Street next to this uh, box of cement surrounded by brick masonry, there was a ginkgo tree. It was a glorious, green, ancient, and aware ginkgo tree. And it was like it had been waiting for me. And just then, I hear this thin voice in my mind beckon for me to come closer and wrap my arms around its trunk and place my ear to it. You know, it was like I was listening for a heartbeat. And then at that moment, someone or something switched on the juice and this tree, the sky, the city, it, it became brighter than daylight. And the people passing were uh, orbs of jeweled radiance 
and this ginkgo was adorned in these opalescent gems and it shot tendrils of light into the sky and the tendrils became an umbrella that formed a bubble of shimmering threads all around me and I could see the fine threads connecting and crossing back over people and places from the past to the future and back again and I hugged that ginkgo tree even tighter and this thin voice in my mind spoke again it said each one of us each being embodies a lesson as a ginkgo my lesson is tolerance although I must endure I, I may outlast my suffering I'm forced to observe and in that observation my wisdom grows and this is a lesson I share freely it's the lesson I embody for all the world and I was just man it was like this wave of empathy sorrow longing grief relief regret forgiveness like washed over me and i sobbed there on houston street on the curb clinging to the smooth trunk of this ginkgo tree and i could see from myself these silvery filaments extending outward into the world into the into the night into the traffic and the apartments the restaurants and bars passers by the people and the things in my past the trees the river and the stars into was inside on the right alongside the edge facing anybody who came in was a series of, of shelves bookshelves and shelves or whatever and these were set up in such a way that you couldn't get through them unless you knew the exact piece to take out like a Chinese puzzle the hashish was packaged like, you know, pressed in a big cloth. 
I was putting him in there, putting him in there, putting him there. And he's going to be getting so nervous that when I was rifting the cover, I was rifting it around. And these guys were so nervous that I lost the last rivet I had. And that really worried me. They did some of it because they were so nervous. Now these guys, these guys were crazy, and they had these big guns, man, and they put them on the top of the, uh, the bed. It is late in the year. Yin and Yang struggle in the brief sunlight. On the desert mountains, frost and snow gleam in the freezing night. Past midnight, drums and bugles ring out, violent, cutting the heart. Over the triple gorge, the milky white pulsates between the stars. The bitter cries of thousands of households can be heard above the noise of the battle. Everywhere the workers sing wild songs. And great heroes and generals of old time are yellow dust forever now. Such are the affairs of men. The family, this guy belonged, the guy I killed was an ancient, honorable family. So, to get out of it, I would have to write a letter to them, telling them how sorry I was that I, I killed her son. So I wrote this letter saying, I love him like a brother. sinks toward the horizon. The light clouds are blown away. The rainbow shines on the river. The last raindrops spatter on the rocks. Cranes and herons soar in the sky. Fat bears feed along the banks. I wait here for the west wind and enjoy the crescent moon shining through misty bamboos. listening to Beautiful Flying Radio. I'm Lip Bone Redding. Thank you for joining me. Continue the journey at www.beautifulflyingradio.com. Be safe. Be well. <laughs>